Welcome everyone to uh, our episode uh, for this Wednesday of Extempore, where we will be discussing um, the last episode that we had uh, on Friday, which was uh, the fate of uh, Usus. Now I have with me, um, I was hoping to have uh, Deception as well, unfortunately couldn't make it uh, at this point in time, but I certainly have uh, Dagobah with me, and uh, it looks like all my questions will be for you instead. Yeah, that's fine. I'm good. I'm good that way. You're good? Excellent. And Hello, everybody. And if there's anything people want to discuss, um, just throw the uh, questions up in uh, chat, and uh, we'll get to them as soon as we can. Yeah, if okay. you want me to, to shit on 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 uh, Riki and Jace and and, uh, and Azrael and May, or not May, yeah, May, I'll do that. I mean, come on, May, May hasn't been around in a while. Well, that's the <laughs> perfect opportunity. Perfect opportunity. You'll be playing Maybe her, her character on Friday. With with them not being around, I could get some backstory stuff that they aren't haven't said yet. Spoil ah. the beans. Spill the beans. Well, this this whole little jaunt is supposed to have a bit of focus on your backstory, isn't it? Oh, of course. But you know, it's always cool to hear some other little dirty little uh, laundry from uh, one of the other players. <laughs> who, who are well, they? What I'm makes not... them tick? I am not going to reveal um, their their let backstories without. Let it slip to her. Just let it slip. Let Let's just say that uh, Riki is a big bad evil um, person. Apparently, is that, is that it's, letting... it's, it's starting to spin that way, isn't it? <laughs> the whole no, no, it's actually uh, Bindi. Yeah, the whole Bindi is actually the mind behind the scenes, and Bindi the squirrel. Who would have thought? Well, you know, it could be, I mean, this could be the entrance into uh, Aliens, where Bindi's actually from another plane of existence, and they're the actual intelligent species, and humanoids are the animals. So That's right. Well, I mean, it could, I, I don't know whether I'm going to go that far, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, hey? But, you know, I mean, Riki could be the most susceptible, you know, being a gnome and having feyish origins and whatnot, maybe that was the coming across from the Feywild or something. You, there we go. That's, that's true. There's the I book. Mean, you're writing her backstory for me. This is fantastic. Sure, why not? You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to the first question. May provided some uh, probably a bit surprising but much-needed mobility in that session. How did your character find the concept of flying? Ah, well, you know, everything about flying is... Well, the thing is... Wobani has a thing about in his mind now, ever since they encountered Carlos, who I can't remember his real name was, and that he had wings uh, for a while. And then when we met him, he didn't seem to. And then at the end, perhaps he did again. So it's been in Wobani's mind that, okay, there are creatures with wings that are somehow tied to the gods maybe they're angels or something like this. He doesn't quite get it yet, but having wings seems like a really cool thing. So now he's tried being the giant eagle through polymorph, but even though that happened, it wasn't really him because, you know, polymorph being polymorph. So he still has a hankering to to have his own wings. So flying without wings was, was pretty cool because, I mean, I, I got to, you know, experiment with a little bit where... Um, <clears throat> after coming down, I kind of fooled around a little bit. Of course, there was a little bit of her trickery in that and, and not telling me that there was a time limit for it. But my monkish origins 
or accidental origins kind of save the day. They certainly help. And you sounded, I mean, during the game, you certainly were enjoying yourself. Everybody else just used it for a mode of transport, but you decided uh, you'd go for a bit of a jaunt. Well, you know, the thing is, is, you know, that's the whole thing with immersion, right? Is take it to, don't just take it for a small thing, you know, put yourself in that spot and thinking about who your character is. And if you really want to immerse in that character, I mean, what would be something? So, you know, that I talked about flying so much, it was something that had to be more than just a game master's explanation of a scene players can you know create a scene by describing as well so and i kind of think that when you do that it gives the other players more insights into who you are and the more insights they have the more that they can role play against that as well no so it i makes your it was really more good. dynamic i yeah. i enjoyed that as opposed to it's just a spell for transport you actually well, um, added a bit of a player. magic and um charm to the scene which is great yeah put put a bit of mystery into it i mean i think it's important i mean if you want it to be more than just come in and i'm not going to say just murder hobo but if you want people to really start immersing i think you really got to uh consider having conversations and painting scenes with each other as, as much as the game master does for us as well definitely that okay cool. that's cool all right so Next question I have on my little checklist is, Uses has been found, but he didn't make it. What do you think got him in the end? Oh, God, that's a good question, in fact, because there was all that blood and stuff like this. Um, it's a tricky thing here because Wobani is trying to walk, um, I guess, the razor's edge a little bit because there is uh, connections of sorts, not maybe directly with Usis, but um, with his own Wild Fury tribe. So he's, my thought with that was, you know, how involved would he get into other um, Northerners in terms of going deep into it? So um, he's aware of it. What the thing is, is that he's aware of it. He didn't think so much of it. And I think part of that might've been too, because of the distraction that Azrael did uh, with regards to sacrilegiously trying to burn the corpse. So I, I think that kind of threw me off balance in terms of thinking about what what should have been thinking about versus what uh, him thinking more culturally what was acceptable. I, I liked what he did there. He sort of confronted um, your character uh, in an interesting interesting way. Oh, and, for sure. Um, and created a bit of tension, which I thought was good. Well, and the thing is, too, is... is how do you do that and make it real but not take it too far because i i, I remember the first time someone role played uh and this was ages ago back when before i got back into DD. so this is like i played a very short game back in 2008 and one of the players there was really big into role playing and i didn't really get what role playing can mean so um now they they tried to be annoying and and by being annoying and the other people aren't, aren't into it doesn't work it just annoys everybody else so you've got to and especially because we're only there's no video element so there's no body language you got to really try to listen to see what people's reactions are and and then tune from that like that one time we were taking the whole bone joke too far and then Riki's response to it was like okay we, we've hit an edge there. We've got to t- 
tune that in a different way. So read the audience and then paint something, make it into something, create tension, because that tension, t- tension is drama, and that's interesting. It is, and I, I think uh, it adds certainly a bit of richness to the story. Oh, for sure. And I mean, yeah. th- th- just as much tension between players, again, as what you try to create through uh, unraveling that, that story. Because then it goes vice, it goes uh, back and forth too. So you can create tension for us, but we can also create tension for what you want to do with the NPCs. And then again, that's always kind of a little bit interesting: is how do you resolve tension without it becoming something adversarial? Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely true. Uh, it can be a fine line sometimes. It is yeah. easier with body language, but with the uh, the path that we're uh, yeah going down, it that makes it a bit harder. Yeah, you can't see the person smile as they say something, and you can only put putting smile into voice while you're trying to sound angry. I don't know. I can't do that. Um, So I hoped I didn't go too far with with Azriel. I think it went okay, but realistically, without deception being here, we don't really know. Hopefully, it was okay. That's true. I mean, me as a as a um, observer thought it was all right. Yeah. Okay. So next question. Ricky had a novel approach to reading, reaching the bottom of the canyon. Did you enjoy um, her antics? <laughs> uh, <coughs> oh, Ricky, she, she's funny. She'll go and and push pushes the envelope, pushes the envelope, and it's okay. And I I try to in character as much as I can. How did you do that? And uh, make it into something uh, more mysterious and thing like that. So yeah, it was it was it was great to be honest. Uh, and, and and unexpected and then and again try to create tension and be like hey you got down but what about us that's not fair what's going on <laughs> she's like yeah so, whatever yeah Hurry up. i accomplished it uh wait see you guys down here so and again that could be just her building up her character that's that's true but I, I think that was definitely a spare of the moment thing yeah 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 find her way down other than just a rope yeah, and, so, thing, and I, I thought which was really hilarious is all this planning on how, how to upset the rope and work the best path down, and then um, deception was just sitting on the ability that May's character could cast fly. Yeah, like, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Wait a minute, not, May, why didn't you bring that to the table before? And, but yeah, I mean that's just it. Eh? Like you're when you're trying to look, you're playing your character, and then you look at another person's character sheet, and you're like, oh wait a minute, oh, they can fly. All right. Well, well, let's throw that into the works and see what happens. Thankfully, it came in handy on the way back. For sure. For sure. For sure. Always okay. good to spin something from that. Although, I mean, actually, in the end, she did actually um, cast fly on the way down, but that was near the end. Yeah. 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 She did. Um, okay. So, uh, the last of the mammoths was unfortunately not convinced to stay um, due to how the dice rolled. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, I yeah. really wanted a mammoth mount. I mean, Jace is a mammoth mount. I I liked that too. That we the whole polymorph stuff. And I I know Jace was make, trying to make a point about you know bringing the story forward. But I agree at the end of the day with how the decision was, and and, and that kind of matches up with what happened with Critical Role as well. You polymorph. Polymorph is not to me is not about you becoming an animal for your own benefit. It is about to me. It's more of an offensive thing turn that person into a squirrel or a frog so that they're no longer offensive to you and then you've got a better handle on that situation so um yeah i i i I certainly think you polymorph into something that's stupid um there's consequences it's it's tricky um and 
I, I, I try not to be super heavy-handed uh, with it, and I don't know whether I got the balance right or not. But yeah. I mean, the, the mammoth was had an intelligence of three, so and couldn't speak any languages. Well, um, and the thing is too is like when when Rookie polymorphed me into the giant eagle, um, that specific. Uh, episode and critical role hadn't happened at that point but it certainly made me start to think too is like all right when you are polymorphed and okay even though they are intelligent and stuff like how do you role play that that's that is tricky so but all, all said and done um you, you want your story to go along and you want your people to be you know it actually raises a good question about how do you make your characters or how can characters become more heroic without um moving the rules too much you yeah know what i mean yeah and and that and that has to be uh collaboration like everything in D D, with the dm and the players yeah, yeah. and um every yeah. everyone being on board yeah I, i'm trying to push you to put in hero points i, I love the idea of hero points oh roll maybe that extra I'll look six into that. on there and you know because to me the idea with hero points uh and i guess uh, they in, in the eberron campaign they were action points and the whole purpose of them was was you're supposed to be heroic characters and so maybe that's one specific circumstance where you can alter the die roll and make it into a more heroic thing yeah true i mean um it's it's the same sort of thing with inspiration though like you've got hero points but you've also got inspiration and I find those sorts of things, I mean, they're, they're good if they get used, but a lot of the time I see them, they just sit there, they never get used, and you think, oh, yeah, what, what's the point I, of I it? I think that's that falls on the players as well. And to me, I, I like the idea of players being able to say, oh, you know, I, I'd like to give that person a, a um, inspiration point for that particular bit of whatever. And then it's really up to the other players to be like, you know what, no, I've got an inspiration point, I'm going to use it, and... To be to basically be policing each other really and and bringing that on because you, you are right in in many ways it it cannot work and it's the same thing with hero points they cannot work if people are not paying attention to it but all it takes is one guy who's really on top of that and being like i'm going to use a hero point and then all of a sudden the other people are like oh you know what and that little uh persuasion thing can i'd like to put in a hero point on that one too that's true. And, I might I might start with inspiration and seeing if I can find a, a nice slow method of uh, divvying them out as opposed to the just the DM saying, oh, that, that was good, I'll give you inspiration there. Yeah. So or, or, I might or, start with that. Divvying them out or, or having us vote for each other. Like, to me, uh, when May first came in and was playing the lute with her tongue, pff, that's total inspiration there. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, or that's, Azrael that's very in the whole yogurt dragon business, you, you know, and and just milking that crap for <laughs> milking those little things and and bringing them up. It's like the comedians who always seem to bring stuff back around to the first point, you know. So it's a big cycle. That, that's great. It Tying is everything yeah. up. Okay. Um, do you do you have any questions? Do you do you want to keep me going? I have sure. So this is less story related, but it is. What is it that you like about being a game master versus being a player? Oh, that's that's a tricky one. They they scratch a different itch. Like being a play a game master over a over a player. With with a game master, um, it I probably the things I enjoy the most are creating, uh, using my um, creative aspect to create things that like 
monsters that don't come out of the monster manual just um, do something on their own or have have a unique trait that when when it's revealed um, see the reaction of players um, creating interesting characters although I, I think I probably need to focus on that a bit more um, but also just creating interesting situations where not having it being as combat is always the way to go and yeah. just just um, trying to diversify and, and create things that uh, that are humorous or just downright fun and interesting to, to have that, that, so that as opposed to like as a player where um, I like using uh, yeah, using the resources I have as a player but also you know having those role play moments where I can interact with um, NPCs and other players is also very fun so so the game master part though scratches a, a much larger itch on the art artist in you than uh, as a player yeah definitely because you need like, that creative outlet of actually do, creating something specific more than just a um interactions as a player so yeah yeah i i i really enjoy um the, the creative aspect and and you, you do get it as a player to a certain extent but it's much much more expansive as a dm so and and specifically and that can be this overwhelming is, too. in this particular case with with uh the ad lib and d um this is very specific then because this is very clearly uh touching more on that creative element of you creating things than say what might be normal because for me i tend to as a dm grab a lot of like one shots or whatever and weave it into the story rather than creating something completely from scratch uh yeah say so for me i really enjoy just coming up with everything From it, it can be certainly yeah it can certainly be time time consuming most almost everything in this game that i've run is being created from me like the the deities are all homebrew the world is homebrew the monsters in general are homebrew although sometimes i'll get lazy and use some from the monster manual but try and hide them uh in, in certain ways but yeah, in general, I try to create everything new. So, and and what? Where does that inspiration come from? Is it because of the content that people do on what they vote for as as a uh, the objects in the story that you're going to weave in, or is it you see something and that sparks it, and then you tie the object into it? Um. Well, that that was part of my joy of running this with regards to random concepts is that they certainly give me the seed in general as to how this adventure is going to go so for example one of the things that i'll cover in in this as well is we've got um two of the random concepts have been revealed one of them is uh the fact that it was a gourmand uh, goliath who i actually seeded that person a long time ago that's uh Dwayne jackson ah uh -huh. <laughs> yeah right. so he would he's been in it from the from the very beginning but the yeah. random concepts only come out recently yeah. so he's he's a goliath who uh loves his food and um it runs a runs a shop so i i don't think that character would have been created without having that random concept out there to start right. with so it's, it's it's both then yeah yeah hmm. and there's, there's something quite fun and and liberating about just running with um this weird concept and then just and getting and seeing the reactions you get from the players once it's um things are revealed like all, all the puzzles and stuff that i've done that's all just me thinking about 
um, riddles or and not searching for riddles on the internet. That's me coming up with all the riddles and and puzzles. Yeah. yeah. So like oh, that's cool. One one of the ones that. I remembered that seemed to go down really well was that um, that puzzle in the snowy chalet where uh, you guys were in that stone room that kept changing. That there was a maze that kept changing. I hated that and, room. <laughs> but the tension swords. created, the tension yeah. created with that was exactly what I was after. And it was pretty cool too because at the end of the day, the guys were like, "Well, Wani, stay here and fight." But realistically, with haste on me, I could move the far- farthest and the quickest. So, uh, no, that yeah, was, was the right was good. thing to do. That yeah. was the right thing to do. Yeah, you had, the only the, way. I designed it where, in general, you would have to have someone who was not in the fight and going to um, find out what was on that other half of the map. I, and that's I, what happened, which is great. I have to admit, like. I tend, as a game master myself, I tend to spend more time on uh, not thinking things like that out, and because I can't, it's just that's that creative part of me doesn't work for me. It's it's usually just about uh, NPC interactions and stuff like that. What are the motivations behind the NPC, and then trying to tweak from there and and get people to see. which direction that I want them to go through those reaction interactions without making them uh, something that you shove down their throats. Oh yeah, and I'm probably not as strong in that area. I'd like to in- increase that, but that that can be a bit tricky. It is for me sometimes. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, I mean, and I think part of that is too is at the end of the day, as a player, uh, is it's tied directly in with this whole immersion. You know, who 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 is this person that you are? And I think you know f- taking those simple little bits of who that backstory is like uh being the albino uh, you milk that what what does it mean to be an albino so the whole discrimination and being ostracized well what does that mean and every once in a while like i loved uh Riki's intera- uh, in reactions here about the chip on the shoulder and stuff like that because i mean that was a great reaction yeah of course he's got a chip on his shoulder and it's it's great that you know people are pointing that out you know because then i think that means the the immersion's working and the people are listening. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, especially when they are uh, interacting and uh, interacting with you about stuff that you said and done. Uh, it just means that your your the character that you're trying to create is becoming more real. Definitely, and that and that's part of the strong strong pulls of the game of of D anD D is having that level of character interaction. Oh yeah, and, for and me, enjoying for sure. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, everybody's different. Some people enjoy combat more, and and that sort of thing, and that and that's okay. Um, yeah. But I think a, a nice balance is uh, creates a a stronger game in general. Well, I find it's it's interesting too. I think that a lot of people would enjoy it if to get in, but getting out of your own headspace and getting into a, a character and then starting to interact as a character. I think it becomes very, very rich. But the first thing is, how do you get out of your own headspace? I know, and as and as a DM, I find that even harder because you have oh, to yes. go into lots of different headspaces. Yes, yeah. That's Sometimes at the same time. Well, you know, that's the thing, eh? Like I remember once I would with what you were doing, and I was just like, God, I remember doing the same thing. You know, having two NPCs talking to each other while the players listened, and then I at one point I was just like. I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> when there's a couple of NPCs together, I will just be like, one is just not going to talk unless the players talk to him specifically, even if there is a conflict that should be happening between them. Because it's just silly then. I'm just playing a silly uh, dialogue 
uh, out in front of them that uh, well, confuses you me. You can think of it that way. I think certainly the story needs that sometimes, and the and if you've got a, a strong enough group, they'll be happy to intercede and and um, because if if there's some sort of conflict going between two NPCs, um, they'll they'll want to try and intervene on that conflict before it gets uh, any worse. So you if hope you've so. got a strong enough, you, I know yeah, you, you, you hope, hope so. that the players are invested enough that they see what you're trying to do and then will do that and. I've had a number of players that tend to be more just in for, on a one-sided perspective. And from that, I'm just like, okay. Um, so I've stopped having NPC on NPC interactions because it, um, it becomes, it's not the story I want to, I, I'm trying to, I want them to interact as, as the big thing. True. And like, yeah, yeah you, want, you want to do it if, if you feel confident, you know, that um, you'll get the output you need. Anyway, yeah, and I mean, speaking... Speaking mm, of combat, ahead. I might move on to the next question. So yeah. in, in the one combat of the evening, the characters were faced with diseased and putrid abominations of the local fauna. How do you think this has happened? Oh, well, I mean, this is, again, the sense that we got back from the, the mammoth after uh, Jace was interacting with them was that they were fleeing um, from, well, they're leaving what would be their native um, and comfort zone to somewhere else because... They were being forced by it so this would kind of tie into it and and this would seem to be um the actualization of what had been more of a feeling so this is starting to put a face a little bit of a face on on what is to come or at least that's that's what i think um wobani is is how wobani is view, viewing it at the moment yeah and I, I think you'll see more um fairly soon and it'll, it'll come to a point where uh, hopefully, things start to make a little bit more sense. I got, well, got the, something. I got something out from Brett J uh, saying oh. this is one of our try to toss the DM for fun goals. <laughs> How many NPCs oh. can we make him interact with at once in one conversation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's you know there is you know how that that's very common and you know how can we trip up the the dm and one of the ones is always like oh well well what's your name <laughs> is a big one. <laughs> You know, especially when they're introducing a lot of, of NPCs at the time, like how many, how big is their list of names that they have ready to go at hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always, you know, let's trip them up. That's true, and yeah. um, it, it's always the the case where you've got an NPC that you're like, for example, that the the mammoths initially were scenery until you guys interacted with them, and the same thing can happen with NPCs. Like I, yeah. I might create scenery, and then the characters go and interact with it, and so I have to go, oh. Okay, so now now I need to have a name for this character and and goals and uh, and oh yeah, and it, outputs. It, it, it can happen. Like I remember the very first time I did too, I was painting a scene and talked about this interesting pyramid in the distance, and they're like, "Let's go check out the pyramid," and I'm just like, "Uh, crap." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, uh, you have to run with it. You you well, you've got to figure out some way to run with it, and how do you um, not forcefully turn them and let them still have their own you know player agency right it, yeah god that's that's you know that's, that's the that's difficult oh yeah that is difficult yeah but i loved it i mean i, I loved that though oh mammoth oh great a ride let's go get one <laughs> and i was going yeah so okay they were interacting with mammoths these mammoths are scared and running away yeah, yeah. how would they react yeah because they've I, got it, certain things in the environment they want to run yeah. away from so and the reality is too i i had players once try to find horses and finding wild horses and then taming them is just not an animal handling check 
it's tough. And so it, it got takes to a be, while. I'd say it takes yeah. a few days, wouldn't it? Yeah. In general, well, I before you can ride one. In, in this is where sometimes I start. You know, I I listen to Matt Colville and I do skill challenge stuff, and you know they've got to get three out of six uh, skill challenges, and they've got to be imaginative. And and what are they going to do? And you know the horses put their noses to the wind and they start running into the wind. Well, what are you going to do? So yeah, it's 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 not you know one animal handling check and all of a sudden I've got myself this huge mount. So to me, it was handled right. Yeah, oh, and it was cool. fun. Excellent. It yeah, it certainly felt like fun. I I felt at times maybe I was being a little bit heavy-handed, but nah, yeah. nah. <laughs> I mean, we 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 roll with it. We we complain every once in a while, and you know we question you on rules, but more often than not, we bend pretty quick and just like. This, this doesn't really help the story. It just, you know, can become an aggravation. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so speaking speaking of uh, progressing the story, do you hope that this trek will bring the group closer together? The terrain is arduous and the wildlife unforgiving. Are you fearful that without the party's cooperation, the Dodgy Brothers may not survive this trip? Yeah, that's a big thing too, because now the cold is affecting Wobani as well. And... Um, it's it's going to be and and realistically that is an npc in and of itself and how do you deal with that and what's the best thing so team is going to have to come uh together and and i hope you don't give us too much plot armor when it comes to that you know if we mess up we mess up and while i we we all know that um the drow has been mentioned a few times so who knows right (laughs) what as in bringing the next character will be drow (laughs) (laughs) oops oh man how did they die well they got frostbite I must yeah, say, it, it one, is. Of, one of the things that, um, that it seems a bit uh, subtle at first, but is really saving your bacon, is Riki's uh, tiny hut. Oh, no kidding. No kidding. Because at nighttime, the exhaustion is so killer. It is. But you're yeah. able to wipe it most of the day. So Yeah. Just you know that first level is just it just changes everything so so quickly, especially if you when it's heavy art, uh, role playing and there's skill checks all the dang time, man, makes life difficult. But that, that's the excitement, and and it is a, a variable that has to be overcome. Excellent. So, then, no or definitely, otherwise you'll be rolling new characters. Well, yeah. Yeah, and it, except you know, except Bindi, Bindi will survive. Yeah, the one survivor. She'll just <laughs> open up the Feywild portal, go back, and be like, "Well, that that experiment failed." Let's move on to the next group. Yeah, uh, and then her, okay. her voice. What will her voice actually sound like? That'll be funny. <laughs> Do you have another question for me, or does the audience have a question before I move on? Let's see. Maybe hopefully the audience has one. I had too oh, many you questions don't? for you don't Jace. Have, well. I had questions I wanted to ask Deception about May and about Jace because they're not they weren't going to be here, so yeah. Oh well. That's alright. Well we've we'll talked we've talked lots. Keep keep them keep them for later. Yep. <laughs> Next time around. Alright, well I've got a few other questions. I just wanted to throw see uh, if there's anyone keen on asking other questions before I move on. Go uh for it. Okay. so what do we got? Ooh, okay. How do I encourage a DM who doesn't use a lot of... Ah, that one's a tricky one. So the question by uh, RecJ is, how do I encourage a DM who doesn't use a lot of skill checks? Um, And uh, uh, 
It really depends. Like if if you're asking to do something and the DM is saying no off the bat, <laughs> uh, saying no off the bat, then um, that makes it really uh, tricky because you you want to re- interact with the DM and hopefully uh, he provides the opportunities. But um, if he's locking you down, that's that's something that you probably want to speak to your DM about off-site. Um, if, on the other hand, you ask to do something like try and tame a horse, for example, and um, and he just says, oh, yes, of course you do, um, then a- at least you get the goal you're after, but it, it feels uh, like it's a bit hollow because you haven't had a chance of failure there. Um, there's, there's, You can also, just as well, is when you're, when, when you're saying, can I do maybe take an, an off normal check when it comes down to something like if it's obviously uh, something where you'd be like, well, can I perception check that maybe, you know, ask, well, can I try doing this check? Because, you know, part of my who I am is like this, you know, so if you paint a scene for the game master, then there's a better chance that they're going to be like, yeah, actually, why not? Yeah. So not a perception check. Or maybe you like, you know, I, I've been like this. So can I instead of doing a perception wisdom check, can I do a perception intelligence check? Yeah, you know, and, and make try, try give and them options. The, take take the front foot sometimes. Um, yeah, w- without absolutely. being overbearing, which I yeah. know is tricky in itself. But um, as as uh, Dagobah said, just you know, um, if you think the the scene or the thing that you want to do requires a, a skill check, um, even though the the DM is not suggesting it, saying, "Well, um, you could always run with okay, I'd I'd like to um, see if I can get a um, a discount on on these items at, at the shops." So I, I'm going to run a persuasion check to see if if that occurs. Now, yeah. I mean, you, you might still get locked down if the, if the DM uh, is not wanting to run with the the yes but scenario or or um, seeing along all those lines, but um, at least you're try- you're signaling to the DM that you're keen on using those yeah. skill checks. And, and unfortunately, uh, skills uh, are a great mechanic to use, but um, you will see, and I'm uh, unfortunately suffer from this as well, that a lot of s- particular skills get used a lot more often than others. So things like perception, investigation, persuasion, all that sort of stuff. Uh, gets used a lot more than um, than the uh, less uh, important, well, not important, but uh, less things that come up. Anyway, okay. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm a big fan of be as imaginative as possible when you present an option for the game master. Give them a way to see something created creatively as well. And I mean, if it doesn't work the first time, don't be afraid to try a second and third time. And then you know, if needed, have that conversation. But um, be imaginative. I think it's a big, big thing. Find different checks than normal and, and use that imagination. Yeah. And and to respond to your second question, uh, Rec J, uh, about uh, need to craft a raft, go across Raging River, can I start with a nature check? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if, if I if I was your DM and you were saying, oh, I'd like to cr- try and craft a, a raft across this river, I would um, usually start with uh, probably a perception check to see if you can find anything significant. But um, but a nature check is just as good because you you look around and you're looking for the correct trees to uh, that would uh, be able to uh, provide a, a decent raft. So yeah, definitely like that. Uh, I think, f- or even throw in like, I, hey, I've got this uh, woodcrafting kit that I purchased in town because you know with Fantasy Grounds, I don't know about Roll Twenty, but you can create a skill in the skill tab 
and it's just add your proficiency to it so again you know if you've got kits use your imagination can i use this and do a proficiency check against that or not proficiency but a check using that kit yeah and again creating options and and if all else fails you've just got the straight um if, if it doesn't fit into a skill you've got the straight ability checks yeah for sure okay um so another question for you this time dagobah um what do you think is needed for may and azrael to reach a fully fledged membership with the dodgy brothers a lot more hazing a lot more hazing is is absolutely necessary because i i mean i wore, i made jace wear that for a long time so well you know what i think what i should do is i should let azrael come in and then just haze the crap out of may for a while because last time it was reversed you know let Riki in and then and jace got uh hazed for quite a while for, I don't know. for a while yes definitely i, just, I was surprised how uh, how easy Riki sli slipped in there with the uh fully yeah. uh, full membership yeah <laughs> well it's it, again it trying to there's playing your character as best as you can but then there is creating drama for the sake of creating drama and you know drama helps right it just makes the story a little bit more interesting so um yeah Definitely. we'll see what happens but it's not i don't think I, I don't think i guess it depends on on riki and and jace as well whether or not that they're going to go along and say something or if they they convince wobani it's the right thing to do who knows maybe they save his wobani's life and they're in don't know that's true i mean who knows when when you get to this monolith that you're approaching um maybe Azrael's ability to pick traps or uh or may's uh ability to um call on the will of uh Talison will will change wabani's mind yeah or all of a sudden the, the name changes from the dodgy brothers to something else who knows i did i did uh, enjoy something. the whole conflict between Talison and um and donaru's healing that was funny oh that was good too yeah i got <laughs> got to push that more i think I like I like uh, playing on the bit of being because of being ostracized. You know, make milk that ignorance as much as possible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so this is my last question. So if you have any other questions, uh, please don't hesitate to throw them out. Um, and uh, you, you're as well, Dagobah. So my last question is: Do you think this monolith will harbor forgotten treasures? Um, is this one of your character's key drivers? No, I think right now, Wobani's main driver, it's not about this, the progenitors per se. Uh, his key driver is really knowing that there is this being closer to your, your God. That has become like his bread and butter to who he is. And I, I like the, I, I, I made this silly decision that I'm going to always just move a level up in this and a level up in this, my multi-class never really going to care whether it one overbalances another it's always just going to be a level in this and a level in this and then how does that affect into my role-playing so I, was, I i like the idea of how does a cleric monk uh relate to their god and the whole business of when alarak died and then Ubani becoming a drunk i was just like everything's just working out really well in terms of taking it in an interesting direction so um when it comes down to what is the result of of this monolith i think at the end anything that is basically brings me closer and i don't want to say that it is a direct connection with donaru but that donaru feels that this is a this is a person on 
the the material plane that is going to speak on her behalf I, I, it seems i think that's the goal so far as, in terms of where wabani goes but who knows you might throw a spanner in the works and all of a sudden he donaru becomes the thing he hates the most hard to say depends on what you, yeah. happens with what you do it'll be interesting because i do have things that move around in my head and they're actually influenced a lot by the um, random concepts like i i had a nebulous um, idea at the start of this campaign and things have just been slowly forming um, partly from how your characters play and react and and focus on things and other things on you know the, the random concepts and and how to join all this together i've got a i've got a pretty good idea now um of of the universe that is um uh, well, I was going to say Lord and Lee, but um, the universe that is uh, uh, Lord Tanzia. Um, yeah. But that that wasn't the case at the start. Like I had some things that I was going to bring in. Um, they have still not happened, as, as it were. But um, certainly what you guys have been interacting with um, for most of the time has been um, melded in with uh, the random concepts and how you've reacted. Certainly um, your focus on, <laughs> on Cordwin Brown is certainly not uh, not something I was expecting at the start, and um, I have been enjoying that. I knew you were going to bring him back. I kept pushing <laughs> for it. <laughs> but, but, you know, you, but the thing you have to ask is, did I bring him back because you wanted me to, or did I bring oh, him back no, because no. he was key to the story? And, and that's ultimately... Players can do all kinds of stuff that, that push things in certain ways, but ultimately it is how do you make the story more interesting for, for everybody and at the end of the day, I mean, I guess that's where it comes down to is is how do you tie in the player interactions into creating a, a better story? Like what triggers you to say, okay, you know what? Oh, this Donaru Talisman thing. Oh, let's let's milk that. So let's see what happens. What what am I going to do to cause that flare up again between you know um, May and and Wobani? Or, or even that Jace is now talking about Talison. That's great. What the hell is I that going to mean? That's that's fun. I like he's um, he's starting to be more more exposed and influenced by uh, yeah. by the gods. Yeah. I mean the DM. Sorry, no, the gods. <laughs> <laughs> and then what is Riki going to do with all of this? With with three other players or Azrael for that matter? And yeah, it becomes cool. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean that's where. Uh, listening to us is just as important as trying to push your own story that's that's yep definitely true and I, i've certainly been learning things in this campaign to that effect which is great yeah. okay so there has been one other random concept that has been revealed um so i should point out to whoever's listening that the players don't know what random concepts i use i, I have I it know. on the stream and it's displayed but they're not watching the stream while this is happening so they have no idea um that this is significant because of the random concept so there's one other random concept um that you're not aware of uh, so you've i've revealed the gourmand uh, goliath but uh, yeah. what do you think the other one has been so far uh, i stopped trying to figure it out i used to spend <laughs> so much time what the hell was it and, and trying to guess uh, but unless it's like something that is so out there like the flying potato thing pff, i i i can't i give up on guessing now so i have no well maybe maybe the sword Oh yes, it was. It's uh, the random concept was ornamental sword. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Well, cool, cool, cool. I wasn't uh, sure. I was just like, could it be? I mean, what, the sword seemed really relevant to that tribe, but would that be a random concept? Because 
Yeah, I mean, having a, an item that is important to the tribe. Yeah, why not? It makes sense. Definitely. Um, and it's it seems to be connected with uh, your past as well. So, so oh, that you've Oh, Lord, learned. don't tell me this is the thing that cut out his tongue. <laughs> no, no, the, the symbol. Remember how you're... Oh, um, yes, the stupid symbol from the stupid elf. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be pushing that too. <laughs> now, we've got a question here from Rec J as well. Uh, with regards to random concepts, um, there will be a point in the future where I'll be happy to uh, accept random concept suggestions. But at this point in time, it's uh, more of just a, a voting thing. So there's a link at the bottom of this Twitch where you can click on that. And um, so uh, uh, let me just check. Because I'll go to the display as well. Um, so yeah, it says vote here to select adventure ideas, uh, and then you'll be uh, presented with a selection of ideas that you can vote on. Um, so that's that's where it is at the moment. Um, in, in the future, uh, when when I have set up the correct um, things I need to set up, there will be an opportunity to select your own random co well suggest your own concepts to be voted on. Okay, um, I think that will be it for now and today. So thank you everyone who did listen. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, you can, as I mentioned, uh, vote on those uh, random concepts uh, at the button below. Uh, we will be continuing our game uh, this Friday at 8.30 uh, GMT plus 10 or uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Um, so come join us and listen in on the fun when uh, the group travels even further north in search of the monolith and hoping to stop the progenitors in their tracks. Anything else you'd like to say? Of exhaustions. That's right. Anything else you'd like to say, Dagobah, before we go? I'll wait and see you guys on Friday and and uh, hope you enjoy. Indeed. See you later. <laughs>